All right, well, welcome. My name is Paul, so glad you could join us today. I wanna to invite you today on a journey that God has brought me on. Uh, and I wanna start with something that um, he's been challenging me with. You know, for the last while, I've been processing through some really big decisions in my life. And just as I've been thinking about those big decisions and just sort of calculating through how, how I process and how I make decisions, I uh, just really felt challenged with how how I'm thinking and what I'm doing when it comes to making plans in my life. You know, for me, if there's risk, the risk is carefully examined. It's usually offset if I can do it. The word in the finance world is mitigated. I want to mitigate risk. You know, we often say that, you know, when we make a decision, we should have our ducks in a row, right? Well, for me, I want not just some of those ducks in a row. I want every single duck in its place. I want every duck in a row. And, you know, I felt God interrupt my thoughts and my prayers as I was praying. And I just felt him challenge me to the core and just saying, Paul, where have you left room for me? Where have you left room for me? You're planning a life that does not require faith. You're planning a life that does not rely on the Holy Spirit. And I just, man, I, it really shook me, really challenged me because I just see over my life, there's been so much change in the last 10 years and it's good change, you know, more uh, risk or more, um, more responsibilities. I've, you know, I've been married now for I think eight years it is. We've got two kids. And when I think of how I'm processing decisions, I'm consciously aware that I'm uh, trying to make sure that life is safe, that it's secure, that I'm providing for family, that I'm protecting my kids. And, you know, risk isn't just my life anymore. It's all of these other responsibilities that God has for us and has for me in my life right now. And I, I just realized that um, my reliance on him has almost been worked out of the equation. Um, I've calculated, you know, those risk areas of my life and I've almost left out the need for, for faith. And, you know, this is not the kind of life that God has intended for me to live. And I know that it's not the kind of life that God has intended for you to live either. The word tells us that our lives are to be lived by faith and reliance on the Holy Spirit. And this is what God's brought me back to. This is the journey that I want to go on with you today. Um, it's just a re-examining of how I'm living. It's a re-examining of how we live. And, you know, for us, we know scripture and it says that we're called to live by faith and that we're to be a people reliant on the Holy Spirit. And, you know, I have to be honest and tell you that I'm not sharing this from a platform of having perfected this. I'm challenged by this. I am humbled by this. You know, the word tells us in Romans 1.17, it says the righteous shall live by faith. And, you know, I've been thinking about Abraham and reading scripture on Abraham. And it says, because I think he's a great example for us in this. And it says this in Hebrews 11.8. It says, by faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance. He went out not knowing where he was going. You can read, if you go back to Genesis, you can read the story, um, not just the reflection of the story, but you can read the story in Genesis 12, where it just says that God tells him to leave his country, to leave his people, to leave his father's house, and to just go to this land that God was going to show him. You know, as I was reading it and thinking about Abraham, God didn't tell him, go to a familiar place. He didn't say, Go to a comfortable place. You know, the place that you vacation to on the weekends. Um, the place you go in the summer, you know, with the sunshine and the sandy beach that's comfortable. You're familiar with it. You like it. You know, that one. No, he didn't say that. He said, get up and go. 
Where? Well, I'm going to show you on the way. Um, is it mine? You know, Abraham, was this, gonna, was this his place? No, not at all. Just go and I'm going to give it to you. Just trust me, you know, when you get there, um, we'll figure it out. And man, this required faith. Abraham was a model of faith for us. And I just, I've been challenged by what I read when I see how Abraham lived. Because for me, risk is calculated. It's measured. I, I take it into account, you know. I want to I wanna know where I'm going. Maybe you can relate. I want to be in control. Um, but this isn't that life that God has called us to, to live. As followers of Jesus, he's called us to be a people that live by faith. And let's just look at some more scriptures on this, because this isn't just Paul's revelation. This is, this is what the word tells us in 2 Corinthians 5, 7. It says, for we walk by faith, not by sight. And it says that the Holy Spirit is the one that guides us. You know, when we see that in John 16, 13, um, it says that when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth and he won't speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will declare to you the things that are to come. We see that the Holy Spirit is the one leading and guiding and prompting us as promised and as told by Jesus. In Galatians, when we look in Galatians 5.25, it says that we're to be a people that live by faith. And it says that if we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. So there's, there's this fleshing out, there's this walking, there's this process that he has for us. And I would say it like this, that it's the framework in which we're called to live. This is how God has called us to live. You know, when, I'm, when I've been wrestling with this and chewing through this, I think my initial response as I read these scriptures is, you know, I have faith. The Holy Spirit's working in my life. I'm good. I got this. And, you know, my initial response, I just, God's been, I'm telling you, God's been challenging me. Because as I, as I read through and as I see that, I still look and see that actually in my life, I, I've discovered that I've found myself uh, not actually living by faith. And, and for me, it's this understanding that there's a difference between living with faith and living by faith. Let me explain. So living with faith is probably our default. It's our default because it's in our sinful nature to want to be in control. You know, we since the beginning, we've wanted to know as God knows, right? Um, and, and we want to do life our way. We want to make our own decisions and be our own person. And when we live with faith, faith is just something that we draw on when we need it. You know, it stays on the shelf somewhere nicely over here until then. It's a tool that we have on our belt, Right. You know, if we need a little bit of faith, we just go over here and we find that faith and we go, okay, I'm just going to sprinkle a little faith on this situation. I'm going to go get some faith and I'm going to apply it to this challenge or this obstacle or this thing in my life. But living with faith isn't relying on him. Living with faith still leaves us actually in control. It's just us accessing faith when we need it. It's me marching through life, making decisions, leading the way I want to lead, going where I want to go. And then when I get stuck, you know, when I get to an obstacle, then I reach out, you know, then I go and find that faith. But what I find in scripture and as we look is that there is a better way. And this is living by faith. So this is the other side, living by faith. 
You see, living by faith is starting with him first. Living by faith means choosing to surrender your entire life to God, trusting him and following him where he might lead us. Living by faith is an attitude of trust in the presence of God and choosing to abide in him, abide in that place, and then letting him call the shots. I was trying to think of an analogy or just a picture of what that looks like. And the best I can come up with is actually a tactical army helmet. Now, I like war movies, so forgive me. So a tactical army helmet. Okay, think of this, right? That helmet, when a soldier puts that on, it provides safety, it provides protection. I love how often they have night vision goggles. You know, if you watch a sci-fi movie, those goggles can do all sorts of other fun things too. But, you know, it, it gives... Uh, some extra things for that soldier to be confident in what he's doing. And and the most important one for me is that with the helmet comes this direct uh, link to the commanding officer, right? There's a direct link to the one that's calling the shots. So for us, this picture of living with faith is one of just carrying the helmet, right? It's carrying it with us. Yeah, I got it. And when I need it, if I think I need it for this situation, I put it on. Where living with faith, um, and sorry, living with by, or by faith, living by faith is actually um, before I even step out, before I even go anywhere, I've put the helmet on. I'm already, I'm already wearing it. I'm already connected. There's already a direct link. And, you know, it's, if you think of it this way, before we ever come across a situation or a circumstance that requires faith, we're already operating from a position of faith. And, and we've positioned ourselves in his presence. So the faith is already right there. It's on our fingertips. It comes quickly. It's easy. And we can follow his promptings. You know, if I go back to Abraham and we look at his life, it, it says that by faith, Abraham obeyed and set out. It says he did it by faith. You know, later on when we read about Abraham, there's also the story of where Abraham has to, God tells him to sacrifice his son Isaac uh, to test him. And, you know, that's a challenge for me to look at because that his, his firstborn Isaac was the fulfillment of the promises of God over his life. But God says, go and sacrifice your son. And, you know, the word tells us that immediately the next morning he set out. He didn't question He didn't reason with God. He didn't write out the pros and cons list. He didn't try and mitigate the risk. He just set out immediately in response uh, to what God said. This is living by faith, as as the word tells us. But you know, that doesn't mean that Abraham wasn't full of questions. It doesn't mean that there wasn't fear and doubt screaming at him in his face. Faith is not the absence of fear. Faith is the courage to believe even in the face of fear. And that is what God's called us to, to live by faith, despite circumstance, to be walking in faith. And I think for us that how we respond in these moments that require faith is a really good test of whether we're living by faith. And I was thinking of it this way, you know, when you come to a place that requires faith you know, whether it's an obstacle or a challenge or a situation, and you're like, man, I really need faith for this. If we have to go digging into our closet, you know, into the shelf of forgotten things in your storage room to dust off 
this thing called faith, right? To then go, how does this work again? You know, to get back into the manual and start to read it and go, right, how does faith work? If it's that foreign, if we've forgotten how to exercise faith, then I'm telling you, we are living with faith. We are not living by faith. And there is a better way. And this, friends, is what I'm in pursuit of. This is what I'm challenged by. And I promise you, I have not arrived. Just ask my wife, Katie. She will absolutely tell you and she will be honest. But I'm humbled by what I've seen in my life. And I'm learning. I'm learning. I find for me that I have erred on this piece of living with faith and not living by faith. You know, I want to plan my life out. I want it to... I want it to be calculated and, you know, it doesn't leave room for that reliance on the Holy Spirit in every circumstance and every situation. And, you know, this, this piece of living by faith and reliance on the Holy Spirit, it's applicable to every area of my life. And yes, I was challenged at the start with looking at, you know, big questions in life, but God really opened Pandora's box. He really opened things up for me and actually it relates to how I lead in my marriage. It relates to how I lead my family. It relates to my job, my finances, my friendships, every area. Are you there? Are you with me? Are you following? You see, by faith is how God's called us to live. And reliant on him is how we work it out. And maybe some of you have got this. Maybe you're hearing this and you're already off to the races. But even as I'm sharing what I'm sharing, and even on this journey for me, uh, I still want to know where I'm going. I still look at this and I, and I go, well, where am I going? God, where are you taking me? Because if he's leading and guiding, I just, there's something in me that still wants to know. And, and there is answers here. They may not be the answers you think, but there is an answer here. And what's been helpful for me is answering that question. Where are you taking us? God, where are you taking me? And I think there's three things that have stood out for me that I want to share with you and I hope they're helpful. And the first one is, where are you taking us? The first thing, friends, is he's taking us closer to him. He's taking us closer to him. This is his number one priority. Not our comfort, not your comfort, not my comfort. You know, for us, if we're living by faith and the Holy Spirit's leading us, he is first and at all times leading us to a closer walk with him. He wants us intimate. He wants us close. He wants us found in his presence. It's one of the reasons why we've been preaching over the past few months on the importance of being in the presence of God. And I have to admit that for me, I have a whole new appreciation of how much God wants that and how much he likes that. Uh, For me, being a dad, you know, there's nothing better than when my girls, I've got two beautiful little girls, when they want to be on my lap, when they want to be close, with their arms around my neck, they want to be close. You know, they want that personal and intimate relationship. You know, God wants us to be dependent on him. He wants us to be dependent on the Holy Spirit like a child is with a parent. And you know, for us, it's actually the only relationship for us in life where we can remain dependent our whole life. We can even grow in our dependence. And actually, it's a good thing. It's a healthy thing. God wants us dependent on the Holy Spirit. And you know, even Jesus was dependent on the Holy Spirit. And I've been so challenged just going through um, the school of the Bible. We've been 
going through a series on the Holy Spirit. And I want to encourage you, come and join us. Come and join us. Sunday nights, 7 o'clock. We air it live and then we jump on a Zoom call to kind of talk through it. So come and join us. It's on our website. But I've been so challenged. If Jesus was dependent on the Holy Spirit and on the Father, then who do I think I am that I should not be? Who do I think I am? And just cut me deep to consider that I've been trying to lead without, without him. You know, Jesus was led by the Spirit. And you can see that if you look through Scripture. We don't have time to cover it all. But you know, when we look at Luke 4, it says that Jesus was full of the Holy Spirit. And that he returned, um, Luke 4 verse 1, it says that Jesus returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. It goes on in verse 14 and it says, and Jesus returned in the power of the Holy Spirit. So there was this reliance on, on Jesus. And you see when you look at his life that he walked close to the Father and he walked close with the Holy Spirit. And we need to do the same. We need to do the same. So first, God is drawing us closer to himself. The second thing I see for us is that he's taking us forward. So the next thing is he's taking us forward. Forward doesn't mean it's easy. Forward is not a destination. Forward doesn't even mean that you know where you're going. Sorry. It doesn't mean that all your ducks are going to be in a row. It might not always make sense. But you know what? God is going to take us forward. And what matters is what God said. I was reading a scripture in the Amplified in, uh, in the Psalms, and it says in Psalm 18, 28, For it is you who light my path. The Lord my God lightens my darkness. For by you I can run against a troop. And my God, and by my God, I can leap over a wall. This God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord proves true. He is a shield for all those who take refuge in him. We can trust him as we go forward. He is a good God. And that might mean that we have to go through valleys. Forward might mean that we go through challenges, hardship, obstacles. Maybe some of you are facing those things now, but the promise here is that God takes us forward. He's taking us through it. And you know, it's the high, it's the lows. And yes, there's challenges here, but God is also taking us forward through through mountaintops. It's not just all hardship. There's also the mountaintops that God wants to take us forward from. And and maybe it's a mountaintop of comfort. Maybe it's a place of convenience. You know, there was a a time in scripture um, when you see the Israelites going through the desert and you can read in Deuteronomy where the Israelites, they camp at a mountain. They camp at Mount Horeb and you can read it in Deuteronomy 1.16. And you know, it was probably a really nice mountain and it probably had a great view and they were comfortable. And and then the Lord comes and says this, the Lord, our God said to us in Horeb, you have stayed long enough at this mountain, turn and take your journey. And I just pondered and thought about this. You know, often it's, it's easy for us to trust God taking us forward through the hard times, but Many of us, when we're in the good times, when we're on the mountaintop and life is good and it's comfortable, um, you know, it's harder to get up. Maybe we've pitched our tent in a place of comfort and convenience, but God is calling us forward. He's calling us onward and, and we're comfortable. And I think that that's a harder thing for us and for many. You know, I think it, no matter whether you're 
in that position where it's comfortable and it's easy or you're going through the hardship and the challenge, I know God is taking us forward. So where is he taking us? He's taking us forward. And it's easy for us, either side, wherever you find yourself, it's easy to get focused on the circumstance. It's easy to get caught up in the things that are temporal. You know, we can easily get busy planning this comfortable life that doesn't require risk, you know, but God, it wants to take us into his plans and into his purposes. And I I think a great test that I've found in my life, and maybe it'll be helpful for you, a great test of this is look at your prayer life. If you want to know kind of where you're at on on your trust for God moving you forward and whether you're looking to the things that are temporal or whether you're looking to what he's doing. Um, How are you praying? What are you praying for? When you listen to yourself pray, listen to yourself pray. When you do it, does it sound like you're following him or does it sound like you want God to follow where you're going? You know, are we just, are we just asking him to bless the things that we're doing or are we paying attention to what he's saying? Man, I was challenged when I looked at my prayer life. You know, does it sound like you're in control or does it sound like he's in control? These are challenging questions, but wherever you find yourself, can I encourage you? God wants to take you forward and you can trust him. He is good. He is worth trusting. And even now, I think uh, where we're at, you know, things, things in, in our world right now seem to be in limbo, but friends, God is taking you forward as an individual and he's taking our church forward forward. He's taking us corporately forward. Despite the lockdowns, despite a virus, God is calling his church forward into his purposes and into his plans. Are we listening? Are we prepared to follow? Because what matters most is if, is if he is the one leading us or not. And is he leading and are we following? Because if he says go, we need to go. If he says do this, we need to do it. If he says it's this way, then we've got to go that way. You know, the last thing for me when I look at this question is, you know, this question of, well, where is he taking us? The last thing that I want to say that I found helpful for me was the reminder that he's taking us into kingdom inheritance. You know, just like Abraham, he was taking Abraham into inheritance. And we know we have inheritance because of Jesus, that we have an eternal inheritance. It's never going to spoil. It's never going to fade. It's never going to get old. No one can take it from us. You know, and we get to spend eternity with him. Something that we need living in our hearts. This should be living in our hearts. But it doesn't just stop there. When we talk about an inheritance here, it's also for the here and now. Yes, the fullness of this will be revealed in eternity when we get to spend it in heaven with Jesus. Absolutely. But kingdom inheritance actually can start here and now in our lives today no matter where you're at and no matter what the circumstance is that you find your life in. Remember, we have the Holy Spirit living inside us. And if we're to be reliant on him, and if we're to be walking in step with him, that means that the kingdom of God can come in and through our lives. You know, we pray a prayer, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It isn't just something we say. It's something that God wants us to live. And for us, if we want to see his kingdom come in our lives and through our lives, then we need to make space for him. We need to make space for him to move. 
This is a lifestyle of us relying on the Holy Spirit to, to move and to speak in our lives. You know, what are you saying, Holy Spirit, in this situation? What do you want to do in this situation? What, are you, what, what do I see? Uh, like, what is he seeing? What does he want me to see? What am I missing? Are we having those kind of conversations with the Holy Spirit? Because really, no matter whether we're in the valley or on the mountaintop, The Holy Spirit wants to work in and through our lives. And part of this kingdom inheritance is that. It's the ministry of the Holy Spirit at work in us. You know, it's the gifts of the Spirit flowing in our lives. It's the the fruit of the Spirit evident in our lives. These are the things that will draw people to Jesus. And regardless of where you're at, you know that the fruit of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit can flow in your life, even if you're in the valley even if you're in a horrible situation and circumstance that the Holy Spirit's right there and can flow through you and can be, and, and he can use you right then, it's the same thing on the mountaintop. I think sometimes we forget this and we allow our circumstance to define us, but God has called us to be a people that are not defined by circumstance. He's called us to be a people that live by faith that follow his leading, that follow the promptings of the Holy Spirit inside us. Just like that picture of the helmet, you know, with the commanding officer in our voice. Look over here. I want to do this here. Pay attention to what I'm saying. Pay attention to what I'm seeing. Do you see that person over here? You know, we got to make sure that we're wearing that helmet, that it's on, that we're living by faith, and that we're attentive to what the Holy Spirit is saying. And this is exciting. This is good. This is the better way. This is what God is challenging me to. This is the kind of life that I want to live. Because no matter where we're at, you know, on our journey, we're going to cross paths with people. You know, God has intentionally made it that way so that we can be his representation here on earth. And when we come across people, when we're doing this, when we're living like this, we're not going to be empty handed. We're not going to be empty handed. We're not going to be, you know, in a place of despair and defeat because we're in the valley, but we're not going to be so caught up with the prosperity and the comforts of life that we have nothing to offer. We're going to be attentive and we're going to be consciously aware of what the Holy Spirit is doing. So I hope this encourages you. And I just want to say, let's be this people. Let's be a people that live by faith. Let's be a people that rely on the Holy Spirit because I promise you it's the best way to live. It's the best way to live. So thank you. Bless you. I hope you're encouraged. Amen.